Hello, brother. I'm Grace. Hello, brother. I'm Stephanie. And this is Doppelgangers. Today, we're talking about season four, episode 21 of The Vampire Diaries, which is called She's Come Undone. And now there's this episode of Pretty Little Lies with the same title. And so I wanted to kind of see the comparison. And I think there's a pretty fair comparison because that episode of Pretty Little Liars is when Spencer thinks that Toby is dead in the middle of the woods and then goes into Radley. Certainly coming undone there. Yeah. Elena is certainly coming undone. And she kind of comes back together, but not in the way they expected. Yeah, not in the way they wanted. They did not direct her enough. Yeah, (laughs) but we'll get to that. Let's start, as we always do, with the synopsis from Vampire Diaries Wiki. Damon and Stefan try a brutal new approach to provoke Elena into turning her humanity back on, and Caroline is frustrated when her attempt to intervene backfires. When Elena figures out a way to call the Salvatore brothers bluff, they call for backup from a surprising source. Matt gives Rebecca some unsolicited advice on her life choices, and she tries to help him in return. Caroline has a confusing and dangerous encounter with Klaus, and Catherine is suspicious when Bonnie makes her an offer that she promises will benefit them both. This was a crazy little episode. I know. Very ups and downs. You can tell we're getting close to the end of the season because it's getting crazy. Yeah. We have, for those keeping track, two episodes after this. Oh, my gosh. Really? I know. 22 and 23. That's it. Oh, yeah. Because fucking backdoor pilot. Yeah. (laughs) Mixed up my understanding. But we start the episode at Mystic Falls High, or so we think. Elena walks in. Caroline approaches and says, oh, my God, Elena, you're here. I got valedictorian. You can help me write my speech. And Elena says, pass. (laughs) Caroline says, come on, we're graduating this year. This is it. We need to soak up every second. And Elena says, wait a second. Something's not right. I don't want to be here. (laughs) Elena's like, wait, why would I be at high school right now? Damon appears and he says, hey, what is wrong with you? Don't you want to be with your friends? Graduation parties, caps, gowns, you know the drill. And she says, what is this? And then she turns around. Everyone else is gone. Just Damon's there. Yeah, so it's pretty clear he's making her hallucinate. Yeah. She says, we're not really here, are we? We're in my head. And Damon says, relax. I just want to show you all the things you've been missing out on since you took the giant leap over the cuckoo's nest. And Elena says, last thing I remember. And Damon says, let me guess. Prom, beautiful dress, gorgeous hair. You trying to murder Bonnie? Good thing I was there to take care of you. All she heard was gorgeous hair. Yeah. (laughs) And Elena says, you starved me, you and Stefan. Damon says, yeah, we had to keep you weak so we could bring you here. The way I figure it is, if I can make you nostalgic, you're already halfway to getting your humanity back. We tried that one at prom, King. It didn't work. Yeah, this is not the worst plan. I mean, you got to remind her of what emotions she liked, but it didn't work last time. And I know she's trapped. She's tired. You're in her head now. But we all learned that her being afraid of death was crucial. So let's get back on that track sooner rather than later. Mm -hmm. So Damon says, well, there are other ways to provoke an emotional response. And then we go to the dungeon. As Stefan comes in, Damon opens his eyes. And Stefan says, still ever locked in the safe? We didn't realize this at the time. She's not only in the dungeon, she's in a safe. Yeah, she's double locked up. She cannot be trusted. Stefan says, you've been in her head for an hour. Still nothing? Damon opens the safe. And he says to Elena, how you doing in there? He takes her out. She comes to And he says, is the old you ready to come out and play? And she says, go to hell. And Damon says, okay, back you go. (laughs) He puts her back in the safe. Damon's like, okay, asked and answered. (laughs) Back in the safe, Miss Girl. Damon says, we can do this the nice way or we can do this the other way. But either way, we're not stopping till you turn your humanity switch back on. So I'm going to let you think about that. Come back for you in a couple hours or a couple years because all we have is time. Stefan looks sad. You don't have unlimited time, guys. Like, you do kind of need to pull this together. And need I remind you, Silas is still running about. I know you guys aren't concerned about that right now. You don't have time because of Silas, but also, like, you're going to want to get those feelings turned on before graduation because she'll be pissed if you don't. Mm-hmm. Upstairs, Caroline comes in and Stefan meets her there. She says, where is she? I want to see her. Stefan says, we're not letting anyone see her. That's the whole point. Isolation leads to misery, leads to emotion. And Caroline says, she's been here for days. She hasn't improved at all. And Stefan says, she doesn't want to. Not yet. She's devastated. She lost her brother. She attacked her friend. She killed an innocent woman. And Caroline says, well, you said you knew how to help her. And he says, I did say that. And we are helping her. 
Stefan's like, it takes a second. Okay. She's not exactly an easy subject. Stefan says, again, I'm the one person who's had my humanity off. Maybe we should default to me. I'm the expert here. So why is everyone questioning me? Yeah. No one questioned Lexi. Caroline says, how are you helping her by torturing her? And he says, well, it's not torture. It's an intervention. Semantics. Yeah. He says, the only chance we have is to provoke her, to trigger something. Fear, anger, self-pity, anything. And Caroline says, well, look, let me talk to her before any more interventions. If she's weak, she can't hurt me. Please just like let me try. Then we go down to the dungeon. Caroline looks at Elena and Stefan says, "Okay, good luck. Because one thing about Stefan, he'll let people try. Yeah, he lets everyone have a chance at it. He says, you can't outdo the doer. (laughs) He says, go ahead, try it. I would love to see you do better than me. Yeah. As soon as Stefan leaves, Caroline shows Elena a small bottle of blood and says, I brought you something. Doesn't have any vervain in it. I swear. I just figured a little blood would help you think straight. Now, if you're relying on her being weak, don't give her any blood. Yeah. And Stefan, you don't have to be like right there, but you should be close by enough that if you see Caroline take out blood, you can take it. Or hear her say, hey, there's no vervain in this. Okay. I didn't see her with a cup, so there must be some blood somewhere on her person. Yeah. Elena takes it and drinks. She's incredibly excited to see it. And Caroline says, you know, for the record, I don't agree with what they're doing. I agree that you need to turn your humanity back on, but I don't think making you suffer is the way to do it. Again, maybe Stefan's expertise is useful. And, you know, you don't have to agree with it. You don't even have to participate. You don't have to be there. You can be at home. Yeah. Might have made this day a lot easier. Tell me about it. Caroline says, you know, that's not who you are. And Elena says... What makes you such an expert on who I am? Caroline says, we've been friends forever? What the fuck? What do you mean, what makes me an expert? Elena's spinning the empty bottle, very annoyingly. And Elena says, hey, Caroline, here's the tea. I tried to kill you. I'm not exactly BFF material anymore, so you should move on. I was like, maybe at least no humanity, Elena's clear hatred of Caroline will do something. (laughs) Caroline grabs the annoying spinning bottle and says, I'm not going to give up on you. Then Elena decides, okay, time to be meaner. She says, you know, this annoying clingy thing you're doing, did it ever occur to you that that's why both your boyfriends skip town? This read is not even moderately logical. Because if she were clingy, Klaus would never have left. Yeah. First of all, if anything, Klaus wanted her to be more clingy. Yeah. And if anything, Tyler probably wanted her to be more clingy too. He wanted her to leave with him. Yeah. But it's what Elena has. Yeah. Yeah. Elena says, I mean, I know Tyler said he was running for his life, but maybe he was running from you. And she says, and Klaus, I mean, let's just say it. Nobody likes a tease. (laughs) (laughs) And then she says, hey, I'm not judging. Might be nice to have a bad boy ruffle those perfect feathers. Caroline doesn't let this get to her. Mm -hmm. She says, you're in pain. You're lashing out. I get it. But you can't stay this way forever. We're about to graduate and start our new lives. You deserve. And Elena says, I'm sorry. Are you seriously talking about high school graduation? She's like, at least I get what Stefan and Damon are trying. Why would graduation make me flip it? This is a much better mean path that she takes than saying like, oh, boys don't like you. Because that's clearly not true. Well, because the boys don't like you is expected. Yeah. Caroline knows she's going to come in and get some of that because Elena's already tried that. Mm -hmm. This one kind of caught her by surprise a little bit. And Elena says, do you realize how pathetic you're going to look in that cap and gown pretending to be human while your mom fake smiles and just counts down the minutes till you leave town and stop being a reminder that her daughter is a repulsive, blood-sucking control freak monster? Rude to throw control freak in there. Yeah, and Caroline gets up because she's like, okay. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That's enough of that. I think we've gotten what we're going to get out of this. (laughs) And then Elena says, you know, it's really too bad Stefan stopped me before I put you out of your misery, but hey. Here's to second chances. She gets up to attack Caroline. She flashes her fangs and veins. But Caroline says, Elena, and then she snaps Elena's neck. Stefan returns, and he's like, how'd it go? (laughs) I hate to say I told you so, but... Caroline says, do whatever you have to do. I'm going to be upstairs. Yeah, Caroline's like, you know what? Fine, you've got it. Stefan says, I hope we all learned a valuable lesson today. (laughs) And we go over to the grill. Matt comes in and he sees Rebecca at the bar drinking. She's just taking straight shots. And she's on like shot number five when he comes in. Yeah, she's got like a pyramid of shot glasses. Like she's going. She says, I was wondering if you were going to say hello or keep ignoring me. And he says, I was literally working. (laughs) He's like, I have never liked you. 
I don't know why you think I would want to talk to you anyway, but I also was working. So like I couldn't, even if I wanted to, which again, I don't. Did you not see how full my bus tub was? It was the lunch rush. And then he says, I see you compelled the bartenders again. And she says, I'm celebrating. My brothers and I have parted company. Elijah and Nick have run off to New Orleans chasing God knows what. And I'm finally free. Yeah, you look really happy taking a bunch of shots. And you know what they have in New Orleans, girl? More fucking shots. Yeah. And Matt says, yeah, I heard about that. The originals. Aaron. (laughs) Oh, no, he doesn't say that. Rebecca says, did you hear I lost the cure to Silas? I was this close to the life I always wanted. Then poof, gone in a heartbeat. And he says, yeah, I'm sorry. I know how much you wanted it. Yeah, he's being the bare minimum of nice. He's like, oh, damn, that sucks. I didn't really care about that. I kind of thought that was a fool's errand for you. And as a fool, I would know. Yeah. She says, oh, please. I know you were planning on stealing it for Elena. I never had a chance, did I? He's like, I'm going to be honest with you. I wasn't thinking that far ahead. I didn't plan on hanging out with you at prom. Matt says, I'm not even involved with the cure thing. When was I ever involved? Yeah, he's like, I'm not really part of that. I'm literally just trying to finish high school. I'm failing on my classes. Everyone else has more to worry about than me, but I'm the one having trouble. (laughs) Matt says, okay, I meant what I said, but if you want to feel sorry for yourself, go ahead. And he starts to leave. She says, why don't you stay and have a drink? And he says, I can't. First of all, he's underage and he works here. Yeah. So he can't have a drink. And he doesn't like you. Yeah. But he says, I've got to go meet Caroline. And she says, oh, are they still keeping Elena trapped in the Salvatore mansion? I happen to like her just the way she is. Do you? She's kind of a bitch to you still. I mean, I think she does like her a little better because at least she's like just a bitch in like a fun way and not like, oh, my God, Rebecca, leave us alone. We don't like you. She's nicer to Rebecca this way than she was pre-humanity switch. The opposite experience everyone else is having. Because when Elena has her humanity off, Rebecca's the only one who like, will hang out with her because everyone else is like, you're different. And she's like, I hate it. And Rebecca's like, you're different, but I'm good with it. Yeah. Because human Elena was mean to Rebecca. Yeah. And then, you know, Rebecca says, it's tragic that they're trying so desperately to fix something that isn't broken. And Matt says, Elena was my friend long before she was your mean girl sidekick. So if you're upset, you lost the cure and your brothers ditched you. Why are you still in Mystic Falls? <laughs> he got her there. I love it when he accidentally kings. He says, you know, some of us don't have the option of leaving. Some of us are broke and failing all our classes and stuck here. So why don't you take your freedom and get the hell out of town? I would. Yeah, because he's like, none of us like you. What are you doing here? (laughs) None of us like you. You're not having a good time here. Who's benefiting? Who's winning? It's not me. (laughs) Definitely not me. Then we go outside the Salvatore house. Caroline is waiting outside. She calls Bonnie and she says, hey, where the hell have you been? I left you 90 million messages. Bonnie is in a mystery place, a diner. We don't know that yet. And Bonnie says, oh, I was studying French. We still have final exams, remember? And Caroline says, oh, don't remind me. Look, this whole thing with Elena is about to get brutal. And I know she's not your favorite person right now, but I could really use you over here. And Bonnie says, for what? Moral support or so you can check up on me? And Caroline says, Moral support and maybe yes, just a tiny check-in to make sure Silas isn't playing any more pesky mind games with you. You don't have to worry about that today, Caroline. Yes, I was going to start playing pesky mind games with you. (laughs) Bonnie says, I'm fine, okay? Silas doesn't control me anymore. And I think I'll pass on the invite. Elena tried to kill me. I'm not quite ready to forgive and forget. And then she says, I'll call you later, okay? And then she looks, you can see she sees someone come in and she says, I gotta go. Well, it's clear that, you know, She's meeting someone because all the shots of her are like just her face. It's like a tight crop. Yeah. We can all read the room. Once Bonnie hangs up, we go over to the diner where she's sitting and she is joined by Catherine, of all people. Shocking. I did not expect her. Mm -hmm. Catherine's is lying, scheming, and a secret rendezvous with moi. Not very Bonnie Benedy, especially when Elena needs her favorite witch. What's she going to do with Elena? Yeah, Bonnie's like, she doesn't really need me right now. Bonnie says, this has nothing to do with them. This is between you and me. And Catherine says, well, luckily for you, I've got some spare time on my hands because she just got dumped. (laughs) Yeah. She says, you said you've got an offer I can't refuse. By all means, what do you have in mind? Then we go over to the Salvatore house. We're in the living room. Elena is tied to a chair and Damon puts a fire extinguisher on the ground. So it's pretty clear what game we're going to be playing right about now. Yeah. She wakes up and Damon says, oh, good, you're awake. We thought you could use a little sunshine. 
Stefan like lightly opens the drapes to let some sun in and we see it. And then as we look, Elena notices that she does not have her daylight ring on. And Damon says, looking for this. It's her daylight ring. And he says, you know the rules. Bad girls don't get nice jewelry. Yes, they fucking do. Have you seen the bling ring? (laughs) Elena sarcastically says, you took my ring. I'm devastated and bored. Can I go back to solitary now? (laughs) She said, put me back in the safe. She said, at least it's quiet in there. (laughs) Damon says, no, I kind of like you in the hot seat. Whenever you're ready, brother. And Elena says, am I supposed to be scared? And Stefan says, you will be. And when you are, focus on that fear. It's the key to getting your humanity back. Elena says, you're not going to burn me. And Damon says, oh, you don't think so? She says, no. And even if you do manage to get my emotions back, I'll remember all this and I'll hate both of you for it. And they're like, well, that's not true. I wish that she said, and even if you do, and then they open the curtain right then. (laughs) That would have been funny. (laughs) Damon says that's worth the risk. Stefan opens the curtain. Elena burns. She screams. She catches fire a little bit. And then Stefan closes the curtain and Damon extinguishes it. Damon says, okay, that feels better, huh? How about a little gratitude? any human emotion whatsoever and we can stop this he's like i'm just asking for one emotion pick whatever one you want elena mutters to herself and damon says oh i didn't quite catch that and she says i'm gonna kill you (laughs) damon says okay bingo see there's a little rage i should have figured that'd be the first emotion out of you i tend to pull that out of people and then since he's been bad copping her for a minute stefan starts to good cop her he says elena look at me we don't want to do this okay we can stop right now It's your choice. And she laughs. She says, you know, it's kind of funny, actually, Stefan, you being the one to pull back the curtain. I bet a part of you enjoys it since, you know, I dumped you and all. If we want to get technical, Stefan's the one who officially dumped. Yeah. Now, granted, she did have sex with his brother that night. So she did win the breakup. And granted, he did dump her to beat her to dumping him. Yeah, it was the classic. I'm not fired. You're fired. But he's still the one who dumped her. But, you know, it's no surprise that Elena turns this on him. Again, her humanity off reads are not particularly multi-layered, but they're effective. They're efficient. They're just the quickest path of least resistance to insult. The good thing with Stefan is he's heard all these multiple times and he understands the direction they're going to go. So he's like, okay, yeah, I, I assumed you'd bring that up. As someone who has had his humanity off, he's said that shit to like Elena and Lexi before. He's like, yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, go ahead and say it. Doesn't mean a thing. Damon says, wow, that was downright vindictive. See, now I think we're breaking through that tough candy shell and getting to the ooey gooey rich center of your humanity. It's good. I think we should shed some light on the subject. Doing his little quips, Stefan gets up to go to the curtain. And Elena says, let me guess. This is going to hurt you a lot more than it hurts me. And, you know, she's trying to do quips. What's so good about Stefan here? I mean, so Damon keeps doing his quips, which are effective. Don't get me wrong. Elena's doing her quips. What's so great about Stefan is every single time they, you know, bounce it to him. He's like, you know, actually, it's not funny, though, is it? (laughs) It's actually serious. Stefan says, look, I know what you're going through. After all you've done, you're afraid to face the guilt you'll feel if you turn your emotions back on. The only way we can help you is to make the alternative hurt even worse. He opens the curtain. She screams and burns again. So then we go out to the porch. Caroline and Matt can hear the scream. And Caroline says, oh my God, we have to keep talking. If we don't keep talking, then I won't be able to stop myself from listening and I can't stand to hear Elena in pain. I've got great news for you, Caroline. You have a house across town. Yeah, you don't have to be here today. Matt says, what do you want to talk about? (laughs) She says, I don't know anything. Oh, I ordered you a cap and gown. He says, you did? Nice of her. She says, yeah, I just figured you'd forget. So I ordered yours when I ordered mine. And I got one for Elena too. She's such a good friend. I know. Matt says, it's going to work. We're going to get Elena back. And then all of a sudden, Rebecca arrives. And it's like, cool. And Caroline says, what the hell is she doing here? So they go inside. Rebecca's unloading food. And she says, hi, I don't mean to interfere. I just happen to know all they keep in this house is blood and booze. So I brought a peace offering. Burgers? And Matt takes it. (laughs) Yeah, because he's hungry. He's like, there's no food in this house. Yeah. He's like, you're right. They do just keep blood and booze here. Matt says, thanks. Caroline says, yeah, we can't really entertain right now, but thanks for stopping by. And Rebecca says, I think I might stay. Why would that be okay with anyone? (laughs) She says, Matt mentioned he was failing classes and needed a study buddy. And first of all, he didn't mention that. He mentioned he was failing classes. He didn't say anything about you being here. 
And then Caroline says, you're failing? Why didn't you ask me to help you study? And he says, well, I didn't ask her. <laughs> Caroline says, what classes? And he says, I'm not failing. I'm just like really behind in like history, Italian, and math. It is so funny to me that he's taking Italian. Why did he do that? Because he's such a Spanish boy. Yeah, he definitely would take the easiest class offered to him. And it's funny, they're probably all falling behind in history right now, now that Alaric's gone. He was giving them all A's. Well, yeah, and, you know, they finally got out of the Civil War. Yeah. And then Matt says, this year's been a little distracting. Rebecca says, we could both help. All hands on deck. That's the motto around here, right? And Caroline says, we don't have a motto. Caroline's like, what are you doing here? She's like, I don't want to spin off. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to spin off before I kiss Matt. She's like, you can't make me spin off. She is gripping away from the spinoff with the tightest grip. Caroline says, look, if you need to study, we're going to study. I'm going to go home and get my flashcards and my study guides and some energy bars. This is going to be good. And then Rebecca says, you dated that? Oh, what? Someone who cares about him who didn't run him off a bridge? Yeah, I bet he dated that. (laughs) Come on, Rebecca. Why in this time when you're trying to curry favor with him, would you disparage his ex-girlfriend who he's very good friends with still? Yes. Matt says she likes projects. Outside, Caroline goes to her car. She drops her keys and she hears something. She stands up and she looks around. She says, who's there? She turns around and it's Klaus. And she says, oh, my God. And he says, hello, Caroline. And at first you were so relieved because you're like, "Okay, finally, we're going to get a Caroline kiss, even though we just spun off. I was like, "Okay, we just spun off. Like I had to deal with that. But he just misses Caroline and he came to see her and give her a quick kiss. And clearly he's not gone yet. Like, clearly we're still going to be doing some stuff through the end of the season. Yeah, I was like, we're good. Okay, I was I had no no concerns. Yeah, you were like, Klaus is here. I was like, yay, Klaus. Silas nailing it once again. We go back to the diner with Bonnie and Catherine. Catherine says, okay, let me get this straight. You want me to hand over Silas's tombstone? What makes you think I even have it? Bonnie says, I know you took it from the island because you're a scavenger, so you'd never leave it behind, which is an excellent read. Catherine says, so you're working for Silas now, running errands for the big bad immortal? Bonnie says, I didn't switch sides. In two days, there'll be a full moon. Silas wants me to harness its power to drop the veil between our side and the other side. He wants to take the cure, and then he wants to die. I said I'd help him, and I've been hiding from him ever since, buying time. Yeah, I think he noticed, girl. What makes Bonnie think? That she can just hide from Silas and there's going to be no consequences. This is foolish. He's going to be checking on this. Maybe he won't find you right away. Of course he's going to start bullying other people. Yeah. Catherine says, buying time for what? And Bonnie says, you don't need to worry about that. You just need to bring me the tombstone. And Catherine says, it's a hunk of rock. What do you even want with it? Bonnie says, you know, the less you know, the better. Silas is psychic. Sure, we can call him that. He can get into people's heads, read their minds, make them see things that aren't really there. So as she's saying this, I'm like, maybe I was wrong in saying that Silas is a shapeshifter. I think of him as a shapeshifter, but maybe I'm wrong. I've said this before that I think he's like making people hallucinate that he's someone else. I don't think he's physically shapeshifting. So maybe psychic is a better word. I always thought of him as a shapeshifter. I always thought he was physically shapeshifting. That's on me, though. I'm stupid. Now I get to laugh at you for thinking he's a shapeshifter. (laughs) (laughs) Bonnie says, I'm taking a big enough risk just talking to you. Catherine says, okay, how do I know you're not him? And she says, you don't, but I'm not. (laughs) Yeah, she's like, trust me. And Catherine says, and what makes you so sure that I'm not him? And she says, because he can't get into my head anymore. Because I'm the only one who can see his true face. Which implies to us that once he's shown you his true face, he can no longer manipulate you. Yeah. Catherine says, what's in it for me? And Bonnie says, bring me the tombstone. Help me stop Silas from unleashing hell on earth. Believe me, I'll make it worth your while. Then we go back over to the Salvatore house. Elena continues to burn. And we see that the rope is starting to burn a little bit as well, that they tied her in. Why they tied her in flammable rope, I don't know. Seems like a rookie mistake. Yeah, it feels like you guys got to have some steel somewhere. Yeah. Stefan closes the curtain. And Damon says, you know, you're going to thank me for this. After you turn it back on, you'll realize that life with no emotions blew. And she says, okay, here's an opening. You know what else blew? Being sired to you. (laughs) She had to say it. The good thing about Damon is he seems to be pretty past the insecurity about this by now. Because also, like, of course, no humanity Elena would say this. And so he's kind of like, there's not really any point in taking this as confirmation it wasn't true. Yeah, because she's clearly saying this to hurt me. So I might as well wait till we get this done and then we'll see. 
She's clearly saying any mean thing to anyone. Yeah. She says, you know, going every day, believing I was in love with you. I remember every horrible moment of it. And you, so scared that it wasn't real. Well, guess what? It wasn't. (laughs) She says, you were right. So go ahead. Keep trying to get the old me back. Who knows? Maybe Stefan and I will give it another go. Stefan says pass. Yeah. Stefan's like, I'm kind of good right now. (laughs) This has really soured my image of you. I'll be honest. He's like, I have to be honest. This is super turning me off. Yeah. He's like, plus, you know, you slept with my brother right after we broke up. That didn't help matters. I certainly haven't forgotten that. (laughs) And Damon does handle this pretty well. He gets a little sad at the end, but he holds it together. Yeah. And then she breaks out of the chair, goes to the window herself, throws the curtains open and bursts into flames. The boys grab her and extinguish her. She starts laughing, laughing, laughing. And she says, I'm the girl you love. You wouldn't do anything to actually hurt me. You just proved that. Gagged them a bit. (laughs) And they're like, oh, fuck. She says, so what do I really have to be afraid of? I mean, this is very smart of Elena. She knows they're not going to hurt her. And that's the thing. You have to just do something she doesn't expect. Mm -hmm. First step of Damon's thought process. Yeah. Then we go outside where the boys are debriefing on their failure. Stefan says, that went well. And Damon's drinking bourbon and he says, every other vampire turns it on, no problem. You kill, you feed, you do all the awful things a vampire does. And then when you're done, you turn it back on. Why is she being so stubborn? And he throws a bottle at the wall. Because he's not handling this well at the moment. (laughs) Yeah. Stefan says, because she has nothing to come back to. Her home is gone because she burned it down. (laughs) Her family's gone. She alienated her friends. She destroyed her relationships. And Damon says, no, she wants to come back. Scaring the hell out of her should have worked. She's smart. She knows we're not going to hurt her. And Stefan says, so we get somebody else, somebody who will hurt her. And Damon says, who? Catherine? He's like, Stefan, I got to be honest with you. That one seems like a reach. And I get this thought process. They need someone who she very well thinks could kill her. Although Damon went and took it the other direction of like, you need to prove that you'll hurt someone else. I think this is the right idea. I think they need to supervise her a little more. Bring in Rebecca. I think put Catherine in the room, but stand outside the room. Yeah. And, you know, when she leaves, lock the door behind her. Yeah, check the doors. It's stupid. Stefan says, think about it. Catherine is the reason that Jeremy's dead, right? If anyone's going to provoke an emotion, it's her. And Damon says, so we what? Call her and then beg her to help us out of the kindness of her heart? Are you kidding? And Stefan says, she was just abandoned by Elijah. She has nothing and no one. If we invite her to the house to torture Elena, there's no way she's going to turn that down. Yeah, he's like, we don't have to give her anything but the plan. I think she'll be down with it. She'll be on board. (laughs) Then we go out to the woods. Caroline is walking with Klaus. And I'm like, here we go. Time to kiss. They really keep us on the hook for a minute. Julie Pleck is toying with Caroline's dance in this scene. At this point, it's just mean. She's laughing. She's like, you idiot. Caroline says, everyone said you were gone for good. And he says, it's true, but I never meant to go without saying goodbye. And she says, you don't owe me an explanation. You're moving on. By all means, go. And he says, well, that's just it, isn't it? I never had any intention of moving on. Truth is, I've tried to stop thinking about you and I can't. She walks away, but he says, come to New Orleans. What are you afraid of? And I'm sitting here, I'm getting all excited. I'm like, she's going to spend the summer after graduation in New Orleans and we'll catch up with her after. Like I had a whole plot planned in my head already. Oh yeah, that's by design by Miss Julie Fleck. (laughs) Yeah. She ate. She says, you, I'm afraid of you. And he says, wouldn't it be more accurate to say you're afraid of yourself, your darkest desires? And then Silas realizes he's doing too good. It's getting too romantic. So he's got to, he's got to get to his point. Yeah. He says, Elena was right, wasn't she? Deep down, you longed to have your perfect feathers ruffled. When he said that, I was like, that's weird that Klaus would have been standing outside listening. And then I was like, oh, no. And she says, how do you know what Elena said to me in that cell? And then he pushes her against a tree and he says, then again, there's so much to be afraid of, isn't there? Like what I'll do to you if your friend Bonnie doesn't come out of hiding. Where is she? And she says, oh, Silas. Okay. She said, okay, well, that makes sense. She said, I'm glad nobody else saw me respond to Klaus in that way. Glad nobody saw me think about going to New Orleans with him. I'm glad Klaus doesn't know I was so receptive to that suggestion. He says, where is she? She's not at home. She's not anywhere. Bonnie is playing games with me and I don't like it. 
tell her I'm looking for her and to come out of the shadows. Tell her that this, and he stakes her in the hut. It's a fake stake, but whatever. Or close to the hut. It looks pretty close to the hut, but then of course she doesn't turn gray. So it's like, well, she didn't die, but it's like, that looks like her hut. Mm -hmm. And he says, you know, tell her this is only the beginning. And she falls to the ground looking pretty dead. It's temporary. Mm -hmm. We'll get back to her later. We go back over to the Salvatore house. Matt opens an AT&T Translate app. AT&T was really trying with all their might to compete with Google. And even the Vampire Diary Spawn couldn't do it. He says into the app, what time will Caroline return from the train station? The app says it in Italian. And Rebecca says, that's fancy. Sort of a cheat, though, isn't it? It's like, girl, you compel everything in your life. Matt says, you know, not everyone's had a thousand years to learn everything about everything. Yeah, she better be able to speak multiple languages if she's been alive a thousand years. She says, I'm not sure how good I am at modern Italian. I was fluent in the 12th century, but languages evolve. And he says, can you help or not? And she says, of course, I was just teasing. Not even a joke in that. You're not even in a position to tease. He doesn't like you. You need to be nice. Yeah. He says, sorry, I just I don't want to get left behind when my friends go to college and I'm the only repeat senior. Yeah, that would be depressing. And she says, you know, the only reason you're failing is because you're preoccupied with training doomed hunters and dealing with Elena's drama. You need better friends like me. Subtle. Ha 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 Girl, can you imagine if he just laughed in her face? was like, oh. <laughs> I wish she would. She says, you know, I could compel you good grades and a scholarship. This is the least she can offer. And honestly, he should take this offer. Yeah. He already took the truck. He might as well get some money out of the deal. He says, I don't want to. She says, why not? Everyone needs an advantage in life. I could be yours. When you convinced me to save April's life at prom, I realized I could be a better person. And I'm grateful for that. It took you a thousand years. And one guy telling you to save someone's life one time to be like, you know what? I could be a good person. She's like, you know, I could just choose to do nice things all the time. I've never thought about it. She's like, It really shocked me to make that, you know, connection. She said, let me give you some advice. Take advantage of what I'm offering you. Make something of yourself. He should take this opportunity, but of course he doesn't because he's human. He's pure, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then she says, and for the record, Anyone who leaves you behind is a fool. I wouldn't. It's like, that's not really what he's talking about. He's talking about his friends, like, starting college. Like, he's not He's not talking about getting dumb. He's like, they would still talk to me, but I would be at high school and they would be at college. I'm not going to make them repeat senior year of high school for me. That's insane. Yeah. You get that that's insane, right? Like, you get that. That's not what I'm asking. You don't really get it. <laughs> yeah. And then Catherine comes in. She says, what a beautiful sentiment. Because she <laughs> loves to make fun of people. And Damon enters and he says, really, you can't knock. And she says, I didn't realize we were standing on formalities. Yeah, she's like, why would I knock? Have you met me? Rebecca's like, why is she here? And Catherine says, you didn't get the memo? I'm here to talk some sense into poor emotionless Elena. And Matt says, hey, <laughs> I hate to be the voice of reason here because I'm not known for it. But are you out of your fucking mind? This is a bad idea. He's like, I don't think this is the way to go. He's like, and I know I have no background in this, but even I see some issues here. I know I'm stupid, but even I think this is stupid. What does that tell you? (laughs) Yeah. Damon says, you got a better idea, prom king? Unless you want me to lock you up in there with her, I suggest you shut up and let the adults handle this. And Matt's like, fine, I got to study, so. I got to learn Italian, so I got got bigger (laughs) fish to fry. Damon and Catherine go down at the dungeon. And Rebecca says, well, looks like the lunatics have taken over the asylum. And then Matt goes to leave and Rebecca's like, hey, where are you going? And he says, I'm calling Caroline. There's no way we're letting that psycho in there with Elena. Which is so funny because like calling Caroline, yes, she would do something about this. But like she's going downstairs. Yeah. Like you lost. Even if Caroline ran right over here, like it's happening. Yeah. Then we go out to the woods. Caroline's phone rings. It's a call from Matt. She comes to, and there's no stake in her heart, but it is dark out. So she had like a little fake death, Silas Slade in that way, as he does. She looks at her phone and then runs out of the woods. And she runs straight into Matt. Great. Matt was looking for her. She runs into Matt. Perfect, we would think. Yeah. He says, where have you been? And she says, Matt, we got to get out of here. And he says, it's okay. And she says, no, it's not. Silas is out there, and he made me think he was Klaus. Matt says, what does Silas want with you? And Caroline says, he's trying to get to Bonnie. Do you know where Bonnie is? And Matt, who is Silas, is very annoyed. He's like, if I knew where she was, I wouldn't bother with you. (laughs) She's like, oh, my God. 
Oh, I was like, not again. <laughs> he says, no, get me Bonnie or I'm going to kill someone. Maybe your mom. And then she runs. She tries to run upstairs into the house. She runs into Klaus again. Not Klaus, Silas. He says, no one in the house can help you. Find Bonnie or I'll kill the person you love the most. And then he tosses Caroline down the stairs. It's like, that wasn't really necessary. Yeah. <laughs> she runs to her car and then calls her mom. And Liz answers and is like, hey, I know. I promised I wouldn't work too late. And Caroline says, I need you to get home and lock all the doors and don't let anyone inside, not even me, because I have a key and I can let myself in. Do you understand? And her mom's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And Caroline says, just do it. I'm on my way. She was thinking ahead. She said, not me. I have a key. Yeah, that was like Caroline drives off. But then she sees someone in her rearview mirror. Looks like Silas in his real form. Yeah. Because he's got fingerless gloves. <laughs> and a cape on. Yeah. It's in her backup camera. She stops. She turns her head around to look. No one's there. And then she looks at her backup camera. He's gone again. And then he appears at the driver window. And then she screams and drives off. But so we have to assume that she just didn't get a good look at his face. Yeah. Because, you know, not her last hallucination. Yeah, exactly. Then we go back to the dungeon. Catherine opens the door to find Elena. Says, you look awful and pushes Elena to the ground. That's what she's there for. (laughs) Elena says, oh, what are you doing here? (laughs) Elena's like, not you. Catherine says, your boyfriend's invited me. They want to know if you still have a heart. Elena's like, well, neither of them are really my boyfriend right now. Catherine says they want to know if you still have a heart. She reaches into Elena's chest and grabs her heart and says, there it is. <laughs> Yeehaw. Classic. And then she says, your bodyguards won't let me kill you, which is good to admit this. So Elena can't think she got her. And then she says, but I can rip your throat out so I don't have to listen to you whine. I wish. <laughs> yeah. And then she takes her hand out of the chest and says, but first, satisfy my curiosity. What'd you tell Elijah and Willoughby? Catherine just gave Elena all the power. I know. She gave it up immediately. Catherine, you don't do this. I thought she was gonna be like, which Salvatore do you like now? Whatever. But no, she said, why'd you make Elijah dump me? Which again, this is only more evidence that Catherine actually does love Elijah because this is the stupidest decision. Yeah. She just gives Elena all the power immediately just to learn why he dumped her. And the thing is, Catherine, you know why. She told him that you killed Jeremy. Yeah. That was enough. And then he wanted to move to New Orleans and Klaus still hates you. So unfortunately- he had to pick between you and Klaus, and he picked Klaus. Yeah. Tough pill to swallow. Sucks to be you right now. Sucks to be you right now. Elena says, that's why you're here? He dumped you, didn't he? You're just looking for a scapegoat. And Catherine says, tell me what you said to turn him against me, or I will feed you your own eyeballs. And Elena says, I didn't have to say anything. Which is a lie, but I can't blame Elena for doing this. It's, it's smart of her. It's clear that now she has all the power in this interaction. So it doesn't really matter what she says at this point. So then Elena decides to turn on Catherine, which, you know, good for Elena. Catherine's been mean to Elena plenty of times. It's time for Elena to fight back. Time for Elena to win one. Yeah. She says, look at you. You self-obsessed egomaniac. Redundant. (laughs) She says, on the run for five centuries. What good would you be to anyone? You're the definition of damaged goods. No wonder Elijah left you. But Catherine does turn it back around and gets the upper hand back a little bit. She says, yeah, I've done some pretty horrible things to survive. But unlike you, poor delicate Elena, I don't turn it off. I deal with it. You wouldn't last a week as a vampire without everyone fawning over you. And you know what? She's right. Tea on that one. If she had turned Elena at the beginning of season two and didn't tell anyone, Elena would be dead. Absolutely. And then Catherine puts her back in the safe and locks it and then says, you know what? But I would love to see you try. And she leaves the safe unlocked and goes upstairs. And again, hey boys, do a lap. Lock the door. Don't just be like, oh, we're going to lightly eavesdrop on Catherine while she's down there. No, stay down the hall. Yeah, especially because Damon in this next scene admits to eavesdropping. So so what were you doing? Catherine pours herself a drink and says, all that pain and torture, I've worked up quite a thirst. And Damon says, it wouldn't have anything to do with the fact that Elena called you out on your recent boy trouble, could it? Sorry. Couldn't help it over here. Did you hear her say how she wasn't going to lock the safe, you dumb fuck? He stopped listening. He heard that and he was like, that's funny. I got a quip. I don't have to listen. I just got to remember the quip. So she gets up here. He heard that. And then he said, oh, I got to make some more popcorn. And then he came back and she was done. (laughs) Catherine says, hey, did you ever think Elena would have been better off if she never met you? 
<laughs> He's like, I think that all the time. He says, you trying to get a rise out of me? Because my emotions are fine. I love Elena and I despise you. And he's like, this doesn't get to me because I've thought this enough times myself. You don't need to say it. He's like, you're going to have to work a little harder to get me. <laughs> she says, so romantic, so doomed to fail. You know, as soon as she goes back to her old self, she'll go straight to Stefan. That's the tragedy of you. You never get the girl. And he's like, that's rude. Stefan comes in and says, um, she's gone. Elena's not in her cell. I'm going to go check the grounds. Damon, you find out what she did. And what do you mean find out what she did? She let her go. Yeah. She didn't lock the door. Catherine says, oops, did I forget to lock her in? Let's just say I've lost interest in Elena's recovery. I'd rather watch her tear through an orphanage. Imagine trying to come back from a spiral like that. Again, they should have seen this coming. Because the idea of like Catherine might provoke an emotion, absolutely. But Catherine doesn't care if Elena gets better. Like, yes, Catherine is someone to focus on in a way, but don't let her lead the day. Mm-hmm. Matt comes in and he says, Elena's gone. What happened? And Damon says, Donovan, you're coming with me. Rebecca says, why should he? Rebecca, this is not your boyfriend. I cannot say it enough. <laughs> you need to back up. Damon says, because Elena's hungry and missing. For once, his life might actually have purpose. And he goes. Then we go over to the Forbes house. Caroline is arriving home and she calls Bonnie and says, hey, girl, (laughs) why aren't you answering your phone? Yeah, she's like, I really need you to answer this phone right about now. I have some information. She's like, Silas isn't going to give up. You're the only one that can stop him. Please call me. She gets inside and her mom's there. And Liz says, hey, Caroline, what's going on? And Caroline says, don't come any closer. Stop. The right amount of skepticism by Caroline. She's proving she's smart. You've seen him be two different people already. Next person you see, you should be concerned. Yeah. Caroline says, I don't know how to tell if it's really you. What if this is another trick he can get in my head? He would have known I called you. Liz says, it's okay, Caroline, it's me. It's your mother. I don't know what's happening, but everything's going to be okay. You just need to talk to me. So then Caroline takes out her phone, makes a call. Liz's cell phone rings and says, hi, how's it going? And (laughs) Caroline says, okay. Then she hugs her. Yeah, and that's a smart way because hallucinated Silas would not have hit her phone on him. Exactly. She's thinking, my queen. Then we go out to the woods. Elena is wandering around. She's pretty weak. She hears a car. It's pretty clear to us immediately that it's Matt's car. Because she's in the middle of the forest and she's doing the lay in the road thing. Girl, you're not in the road. Why is that truck there? She like waves. She dramatically falls to the ground. She says, please help. (laughs) Girl. (laughs) Think for one second. Max out of the car and he says, hey. And she says, Matt, thank God you found me. And then she flashes her veins and like almost bites him. And he says, hey, stop. I know you don't want to do this. He says, I know you don't want to hurt me. And she says, I'm a vampire, Matt. The thing about vampires is like we need to feed. And Matt says, but it's more than that. You're my oldest friend. You're the girl I've loved longer than I can remember. Whatever wall you've put up, I know that still means something to you. She says, deep down, it probably does. I'm really hungry. (laughs) She's like, that's not enough right now. She bites him. Then we go back over to the Forbes house. Caroline's sitting with her mom. She says, Bonnie hasn't called back yet. I don't understand why. Then at the door, Bonnie calls for Caroline. And Caroline says, there you are. And Bonnie says, what's going on? Are you all right? And Caroline says, I've been calling you for hours. And Bonnie says, I came as soon as I got the message. And she tries to open the door, but it's locked. She says, let me in. Let me help. And Caroline says, wait a second. How do I know it's you? (laughs) Again, smartly thinking. Yeah. She says, Silas keeps getting in my head, attacking me. He wants to know where you are. He just threatened my mother. Liz comes out and says, Caroline? And then Caroline says, Mom, just stay there. And then we can see that Bonnie sees real Silas. And she says, Caroline, that is not your mother. And she tries to open the locked door. And Liz says, what's going on? (laughs) Trying to sell it. He's got to. Bonnie opens the door with magic. Caroline turns and then she sees the real Silas now too. And Silas said, did you really think you could hide from me, Bonnie? And she said, I did. She says, I'm going to be honest. Yeah, I did. And it was kind of working. It it worked for a few days. She says, I'm here now. What did you do to her mother? And Silas says, she's right where you left her. Caroline calls for her mom and goes. And Liz is like laying on the living room floor, blood coming out of her ear. It's looking bad. And, you know, I was thinking we have not seen a parent death in a while. And I've been nervous about Liz for some time. Yeah. A couple episodes ago, you were like, I'm a little worried about Liz. I'm going to be honest. 
So it wasn't looking good. And sure wasn't. Silas says to Bonnie, you know, I thought you and I were on the same side. And Bonnie says, the full moon isn't for two more days. I've been gathering my strength, preparing myself. And he says, you're the only one who's doing the spell, so I can't hurt you, but I can hurt the people you love. You do understand that, right? She says, yes, I understand. I will do your spell. I will drop the veil and I will help you die. I promise. Just don't hurt my friends. In the living room, Caroline tries to feed Liz some vampire blood, but she's not drinking it. She is pretty limp. In the entryway, Silas says, your promise is binding, Bonnie. If you break it, you have to answer to me. She says, I won't break it. He says, then you should leave this house right now. And the next time I come looking for you, I expect you to be waiting. Back in the living room, Caroline says, mom, and it looks bad. In the entryway, Bonnie and Silas leave as Caroline starts to cry. She's like, mommy, mommy. It's very sad. And it's not looking good. And at this point, I was mustering up some fake tears uh, because I wanted you to think that Liz died. Yeah, I was getting nervous. Then we go back out to the woods. Elena kicks Matt to wake him back up. She says, come on, I barely drained an artery. Like, get up. I'm hungry. My head's fuzzy. I can't think straight. I need some more blood. And he says, hey, Elena, please stop. <laughs> and he falls back. She's like, but you're so good. She lifts him up to feed more. But Stefan appears and he pushes her against a tree and he says, hey, you're cut off. Matt very slowly falls to the ground. And Elena says, hey, let go of me. And Stefan says, stop it. And then Damon enters and he says, okay, enough. He picks Matt up and he says, you're acting like a little spoiled brat. Do you know that? And she says, yes. She says, I do. Damon says, you think we can't punish you? Maybe not, but I can punish him. And Matt says, Elena. (laughs) And says, hey, Elena, uh, you want to do something about this? Elena says, seriously, you think this is? Damon says, shut up. (laughs) He says, I'm done playing nice. Turn your emotions on right now, Elena, or so help me God, I will give you something to be sad about. (laughs) He says, I will kill him right here in front of you. And he pushes Matt to his knees. Stefan says, Damon. Stefan's like, Damon, we did not agree on this plan. And Damon's like, yeah, I didn't bring this up to you because I didn't think it was a good point. I needed you to be against this. I needed this exact reaction. Damon says, don't Damon me. If she doesn't love anyone, fine, prove it. And if I'm wrong, what difference does it make? One less bus boy. And Matt says, Elena. And Elena says, you're bluffing. And then Damon snaps Matt's neck. Fast. Yeah. And as is always the case with Matt, I was like, well, he's not dead. So let's just see how we're figuring this out. You did even say, like, is it his turn to be a vampire? (laughs) Yeah. I was like, maybe he'll do something interesting now. I was like, he's not dead, so that's irrelevant. Yeah, so let's take that off the table. Stefan is shook, and Elena starts to cry. There are tears in her eyes. Yeah, so it's immediately like, oh, shit, she felt that one. Yeah, something's happening. Damon says, how about now? Feel anything now? Angry I just turned your buddy into roadkill? Are you sad that the guy that everybody loves, who said that? (laughs) Who's everybody? Yeah. Damon, you don't even like him. (laughs) You barely like this guy. He says, the guy that everybody loves is just a bag of bones. Remember when he was a little kid? Warm heart, big goofy smile, his whole life ahead of him. And Elena's still like crying. And then Damon says, I guess it was a good idea he was wearing this. It's the Gilbert ring, baby. We haven't had it in a while. Because, you know, the last wearer kicked the bucket. The last two wearers kicked the bucket. The last three. Well, yeah, but Alaric, they melted his, so we only have one. So, Oh, I forgot they melted Alaric's. So yeah, we just have this one. This was Jeremy's, which they did famously save from the fire. Someone was thinking. And this was a great plan by Damon because, frankly, it's believable that he would snap Matt's neck. Yeah. Like, it's not crazy to think he would kill this dude. Yeah, and the smartest part of this plan by Damon is that he didn't tell Stefan about it. Because Stefan was clearly, like, freaking out. Yeah. Made it much more real. Stefan's a lot of things. A gifted actor, he is not. Yeah. (laughs) Kind of need to trick him into these things. He needs to be scared of Damon. His reaction does need to be real. Because also Elena's watching it back and forth a lot. She's expecting Damon to bluff about something like this. So you need to make that as real as possible. Yeah. So Damon slayed it. Thank you, Damon. Thank you, Damon. And then Elena is relieved and she holds Matt's hand. She's like, oh my God, Matt. And Damon says, you feel that weight lifting off your chest? That's joy because your friend isn't dead. That's emotion, Elena. That's humanity. Elena cries. We get a very long shot. The music swells. She kind of like looks up. Yeah. We can tell that her humanity's back on. And I do want to, I think I guessed like three episodes of it off. It's been more than that, but I think it's been like five. 
She turned it off in Stand By Me, which I think is episode 15. 15. I do remember when I first watched this, it felt like it was off for a long time. It feels like it was longer than I expected, but it wasn't like, like I think it was five or six and five if we don't count the originals. Backdoor pilot. It was off for one, two, three, four and a half episodes, not counting the originals backdoor pilot. So I was pretty close. Sure. One thing you weren't close about is guessing a clear line kiss. <laughs> well, I can't win them all. Yeah. That one was wishful thinking. Now that Elena's humanity's back on, Damon says, okay, you're going to be okay. She says, nope, not okay. What have I done? I almost killed Matt. Oh my God. I almost killed Bonnie and Caroline. Oh, I did kill that one waitress. <laughs> Poor Jolene. And then she like breaks a window on Matt's truck. It's like, oh, come on. It's like, well, you didn't need to break the window on Matt's truck. Your humanity's back on. Don't be a bitch. (laughs) Yeah. Damon grabs her and Stefan says, look at me. I know this stage, okay? Your emotions are overwhelming you. You just have to focus on one thing, okay? She says, no, I can't. I can't. And he says, find that one thing inside of you that makes you strong. Latch onto it and channel everything into that one emotion. Find the thing inside of you that makes you want to live and let it in. Now, obviously, what he's implying here is love. Be motivated by love, because that's what Lexi always told him to do. He's said that a number of times. He thinks Elena's going to get to love on her own because she's so sweet and nice. He should have said the word love, because Lexi, one thing about her, she always said the word love. She wasn't letting you forget that. Yeah, this is a fault of Stefan. I can't blame him for it. This is like one of the first times he's actually coached someone to turn their humanity back on. Yeah, it actually is the first time. So next time. Stefan, specificity is your friend. He couldn't have known. He assumed that, you know, she has all these bad feelings. She'll be looking for a good feeling. Yes. Not that she'll find the angry feeling. I can't blame him for this. I can't blame him for it, but it's just funny that it went that way. She starts to calm down and he says, that's good. Just breathe it in and breathe everything else out. She screams and sobs and then she's breathing and Damon's like, hey, you okay? She says, no, I'm not okay, but I'll get better. She walks off and they watch. They're like, all right, high five. Like, Great, we did it. Woohoo. <laughs> Good job, guys. <laughs> then we go back over to the Forbes house where Liz Forbes looks dead. Yeah, she's still laying there. Her head has like lulled to the side, like whatever. At this point, Caroline has found a syringe and a medical kit. She uses the syringe to extract some of her blood. Very smart. Mm-hmm. And she injects it like into her mom's heart. She doesn't move. Looks really bad. Caroline says, come on, mom, you have to wake up. You have to see me graduate. I swear I'll get you out of this town and find you a nice man. She's not moving at all. Caroline's crying. They keep this going for a long time. Because she's talking about you won't see me graduate. I'm like, she's not going to see her graduate. Like At this point, I was like, she's dead. That's it. We lost her. You know, we've seen scenes like this with Jeremy. I never believed it with Jeremy. I was always looking for it. But Liz, I'm like, well, she's dead. Well, it's over. And I was working up my little fake tears squeezing them out i was using that theater degree (laughs) but then liz does wake up she coughs caroline hugs her they cry liz is not dead i was so relieved what a relief then we go over to the salvatore house matt wakes up on the couch from you know being dead and he is like really groaning about his neck hurting he's being very dramatic about it well like i'm sure your neck hurts because you did get your neck snap but like Jeremy and Alurk didn't groan every time they woke up. Yeah. Now, granted, Alurk was drunk each time, but... Yeah. And fair enough, this is like the first time Matt's officially died. I know we can kind of count that one time he jumped into the pool with a weight so he could see Vicky. Yeah. He was like kind of like dead for a second there, but this one's like real death. This is first real death. So you can imagine that's kind of disorienting. Rebecca's sitting there because of course she is. She saw his dead body come to the Salvatore and she said, well, I'm not leaving here. I'm not leaving this seat right here. I'm in. I'm going to be the first thing he sees when he wakes up. (laughs) She says, I've never actually seen that ring in action before. Does it hurt? And he says, you mean getting my neck snapped or coming back from the dead? Because they both hurt. He said, because I'm in pain. And he says, did it work? And Rebecca says, it looks like Elena's emotional floodgates have been burst wide open. So she'll be back to her dull, sympathetic self in no time. Just say yes. Just say yes, it worked. Yeah. You don't have to be a bitch about it. (laughs) She offers him a drink and she says, that was a very brave thing to do. And he says, she saved me from drowning at the bottom of that river. I'm just doing what I can to pay her back. I think she's paid back at this point, Matt. Yeah, I think you even. And then Rebecca says, 
<laughs> Rebecca says, there aren't enough apologies in the world for the part that I played in this. The main part? You mean the whole thing? Like, who else played a part in this? It was just you. You played the entire part. She's so insane for this. She's so unserious. And she says this with a straight face. And I can't believe Matt doesn't laugh in her face. Like, you mean the entire thing. Like, because it's one thing to say, like, I feel horrible about what happened, like what I did. But she said, for the part I played. You did the whole thing. And then she even goes on to explain the part she played. Running you off the bridge. Elena becoming a vampire to save you. Again, the whole thing. That's the whole thing. And Elena wouldn't become a vampire to save him if you hadn't run the car off the bridge. Rebecca says, if you don't want me to cheat you into college, fine. We'll do it the hard way. But Matt, I will spend every day till graduation trying to find you a way to pay you back. It's like two weeks. We're like two weeks out from graduation at most. And I don't think she can even make it that long. She's like, fine, I won't compel you. I'll tutor you as long as it takes until graduation. Which is like two weeks, which is like a week until finals are over. Yeah. So like four days of tutoring. Aw. Love. Couple goals. (laughs) Me and who? Me and who? Then we go back to the diner. Bonnie and Catherine meet up again. Catherine says... I'm perfectly aware that that tombstone isn't just a hunk of rock. Bonnie says, no kidding. Catherine says, you know what got me thinking? All big spells require a source of power, a recurring element, like a full moon, a comet. But that tombstone is filled with the blood of your ancient relative, Ketsuye, or whatever. (laughs) And Bonnie says, Ketsuya. And Catherine says, she was powerful enough to create the other side, so maybe if you have her blood, you don't need a full moon to drop the veil. Maybe you can do it whenever you want. Bonnie doesn't confirm or deny this. And Catherine says, the thing I can't figure out is why do you want to drop the veil at all? Bonnie says, I have my reasons. What do you think her reasons are? Jeremy. Just fucking Jeremy. I fucking hate that couple. I hate that couple too, but I wanted to do it. Yeah. But you want Jeremy back, so you'll take it. So that seems like a good enough reason to me. Catherine says, and again, I ask, what is in it for me? And Bonnie says, you'll get the one thing you want most in this world. Freedom, survival, never having to run from anyone again. Once I've dropped the veil, I can speak to Ketsia. She created the spell that made Silas truly immortal and vulnerable to any weapon. You'd like that for yourself, wouldn't you? I can give it to you. Bonnie cannot promise this. You know, she can ask Ketsia. Sure. But Ketsia will probably be like, no, look at what happened with Silas. That was obviously a horrible call. But Catherine does not seem concerned about that at all. Well, I think, I mean, Catherine does take the deal. And I think, like... It's a better deal than she's getting from anyone else. And she doesn't particularly want to hold on to this tombstone. So like she might as well take it. Worst case scenario, she ends up in the exact same situation she's already in. But with one less rock to lug around. It's a (laughs) win-win. But best case scenario, she can just be full crazy and no one can kill her. She can go move to New Orleans with Elijah. So that's a risk she's willing to take. Then we go over to the Salvatore house. Elena's sitting on the couch and Damon gives her a blanket. He says, hey, girly, how you feeling? And she says, you know, the pain's still there, the grief and the shame, but I get it now. Shutting it off is a cheat. You put up this wall and shut out everything that makes you who you are. Nothing affects you. Nothing matters, but things do matter. There's things that have happened that can't be undone. And Stefan's like, yeah, I've been telling you that. They're like, who are you explaining this for exactly? Because we've been telling you this for weeks. And you've been spitting in our face every time we do. (laughs) And then she says, but now I know there's something I need to do about that. And Stefan says, oh, no, Elena, what you need to do is rest. Take it easy a couple days, maybe even a couple years. Stefan's like, don't worry. You don't have to choose between the two of us right now. (laughs) And he just offers her a drink like, hey, just hang out, girly. It's okay." She says, no, I'm done resting. I have to get ready. There's so much I have to do. Damon says, what are you talking about? Damon's like, what could you have to do? Damon's like, and I know this is a bad time, but vis-a-vis the sire bond, <laughs> yeah. how do you actually feel? He's like, I know this is a bad time, um, but you did say that the whole time you were sired to me, you were actually fake in love with me. But when you were in love with me, you said it was the realest thing you've ever felt. And I just want to know, like, which of those is closer to the truth? Like, do you think we're going to be dating in the next couple weeks? Like, it doesn't have to be tonight, but, you know. But I just would love to get some clarity on that. Like, if you had to think right now, like, do you think you're going to run back to Stefan? You think you're going to date me? Ballpark guess would be awesome. Yeah. She says, think about it. 
It's so obvious. Go back far enough. There's one person who brought us to this, who ruined our lives. It was clear pretty quick that she was talking about Catherine. I was like, oh, girl. <laughs> girl. She says, I mean, look at you two. And they're like, us. They're like, what do we have to do with this? We're good. She says, everything that's happened to you, she did that. She brought Klaus to Mystic Falls. She turned Caroline into a vampire. She killed my brother. It all comes down to Catherine. Stefan said to focus on one thing, so I did. I focused on hate, and I hate her so much. And they're like, oh, no. And Damon says, well, I don't think that's what he meant. (laughs) Yeah, Damon's like, how do I turn this around? And again, to be fair, Stefan should have been more specific, but here we are. Couldn't have known. Stefan says, uh... Elena, Catherine's not worth your time. Even if you spend 10 minutes of your life hating her, she wins. And Elena says, not if I kill her. And they're like, oh, no. And then we end the episode. So I guess the first question, think Elena's going to kill Catherine? No. Fair enough. Here's the thing. If it was humanity off Elena, you know, I think it'd be a little bit of a question. And I think we still have to consider the possibility. Mm -hmm. But- Catherine's a slippery girl. She's not exactly an easy one to kill. Yeah, especially if you don't have a team working with you. And Stefan and Damon have no motivation right now to kill Catherine. Yeah. And they also don't want Elena to focus so much on killing someone because, again, that's not like super healthy. They would love it if she would focus on love. Maybe kiss one of them in the process. That's not the direction they wanted her to go. Yeah. And if she does kill Catherine, the veil's getting dropped soon after. <laughs> That's all I'll say. We're not going to lose Catherine. I don't think Catherine should be concerned. So Bonnie seemed in the last scene with her, like very ready to drop the veil. Do you think we're going to see the veil dropped next episode? Well, she said two days till a full moon. So I think it kind of depends. But with the tombstone, she doesn't need the full moon. Oh, then yeah, definitely. <laughs> Or at least she's going to try to. I still am not 100% sure on like full veil drop. I mean, I'm I'm expecting Jeremy and Alaric back. Mm -hmm. And I've been let down by the backdoor pilot, for example. (laughs) So I shouldn't get so attached, but I do feel that's happening. But something's getting dropped is all I'm saying. Okay, so here's my drop the veil questions. Mm -hmm. Do you think that everyone who died will come back? I think there's some people who have moved on to peace somehow. But do you think anyone who is on the other side will now be back in the world and therefore plausibly could be on the show? No. Okay. So I guess my follow-up question is, who do you think will come back? Jeremy and Alaric, Grams. Mm-hmm. I was going to say maybe some pants, but most of those aren't supernatural. Yeah. Um, would be funny to see Isabel back. I'll be completely honest. <laughs> But the Jeremy Alaric Grams are the main ones I'm concerned with. Yeah. I think, you know, it's reasonable to suspect, especially if it were dropped next episode, that we'd have some enemies come back, but no one big enough that we couldn't take care of them in an episode. Mm-hmm. And I guess, I mean, there's a potential for Cole, but I don't really think so. And I think there's also a potential that, you know, there's this spell to drop the veil. It may not necessarily be like, it may be that Bonnie can't quite finish the spell. It doesn't have enough power to drop the entire veil. Mm. It may be like a softening of the veil that some can get through, some can't. And maybe there needs to be a strong connection, like someone pulling oh. them from the you know earth side. That's an interesting point. Like just because it's a big spell, but I do think there's another possibility. I've brought this up before that doing this spell kills Bonnie and then she comes back from the other side immediately after getting there. I also think there's, you know, the idea of like the witches who are massacred coming back Mm -hmm. and really any, any witches on the other side, I think we would be more likely to see just because they have free reign on the other side. They know what's going on. They're probably aware of this conversation happening and they will not be pleased with Bonnie if she does indeed go through with this, no matter how it works. But I also think there's some way in which Bonnie will get away from expression by the end of this season because it's you know not exactly good magic for her to be responding to. So it may be that by you know doing the spell to drop the veil, she can kind of communicate with witches on the other side mid-spell and kind of say, look, I have to do this spell because or else he'll kill everybody I know. 
how can we kind of switch this around on him and maybe get that witch connection stronger for her again? Mm -hmm. So follow-up question. I think these go hand in hand. We're coming to the end of a season. And the end of a season, sometimes we see some deaths. Do you think we will see any significant deaths this season? If so, who? And this kind of goes with that. Do you think Silas will get what he wants and die? That's a good question. I am not concerned about any significant deaths in terms of our main group. Mm -hmm. Also because we saw Liz like almost die this episode. So that doesn't make her safe completely from dying, but it does kind of put her in a slightly safer space than usual. Mm -hmm. I do think, you know, Rudy is a danger because if people are mad at Mystic Falls in some way, I don't really know why they would be. I am 50-50 on whether Silas will get to die. You know, it doesn't feel like he's been as evil as his full potential will allow. Sure. He hasn't been used to his fullest potential by the writers. But I think there's also a potential that, you know, this veil is just like lifted a little bit, but not fully dropped. And some people come out and Silas dies, but he ends up stuck on the other side anyway. Because maybe he thinks like, oh, the veil's dropped. Awesome. I did it. And then he's like, wait a second. <laughs> and maybe in that case, there's some way where he has the power to manipulate the other side because he is like this invulnerable, immortal creature. There's a possibility that he, as a witch on the other side, mm-hmm. you know, even after he takes the cure, will have some power to manipulate the other side and still be a concern. And once he's cured, he might go back to being a witch. Yeah, that's my thought. Mm -hmm. But that brings us to the end of this week's episode. As always, if you're enjoying Vampire Diaries and her doppelgangers, please tell your friends and give us five stars reading a review on Apple and Spotify podcasts. And follow us on Instagram at doppelgangerspodcast. But that's it for this week. Until next week. Goodbye, brother. Goodbye, brother.